0: Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach.
1: Welcome to a Thursday, December 8th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Uh, First up today, we're going to be talking about... uh, There's been a lot of talk recently about this whole movie rentals before movies are out of theaters. Uh, You've heard about this a little bit, haven't you, Zach? Oh, yeah. And we talked about it a little bit last week, but there's news from bloomberg that apple is trying to create a rental service basically that would be an itunes to allow them to rent movies out that are still in the theaters or recently released so this is sort of similar to the screening room idea and there's been talks that they've been talking to warner brothers 20th century fox and and some other companies it would allow the movies to be available sooner than they normally are normally there's like a 90-day reserved where they're in theaters only and can't be on any home media but they've talked about moving that so that some would be available like 14 days after they're out in theaters something like that yeah so how it would work was there'd be like a a premium fee 25 to 50 dollars something like that um what do you think about this just in general
0: i mean uh for me i it's kind of hard because part of me is obviously like this is awesome like I get to watch movies in my house. Um, it's kind of expensive, but then if you get you know enough people, if you get a couple people over, like with the price of movie tickets nowadays, it's not it's not that bad once you get three or four people. Um, but the other thing is, like, I don't want movie theaters to go out of business, and they make money off of concessions. They don't really make money off of movie tickets, and so I want to keep having that movie theater experience. I want to see movies on the big screen, and obviously, this getting launched isn't going to push them out of business instantly but it's just it's kind of like the writing on the wall that it's that business model is getting less and less profitable and movie theaters are going to go away someday maybe and i just hope that that doesn't happen anytime soon
1: right so they talked about how movie theaters have sort of flatlined in revenue revenue the last few years and so if home media sales which right. i think probably has more to do with netflix and hulu and services like that than anything else but yeah as for personally this Doesn't really interest me because there's either there's either movies that I want to see and experience on the big screen like the DC films, and that I'm fine putting up with the hassle of going to the theater and potentially a theater crowd, right? And then there's movies where I don't I might want to see, but I don't really care when. Where I'm just willing to wait till they're on Redbox or until they're cheap Blu-rays. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you wouldn't pay fifty dollars to see a movie that you were gonna wait three months to see anyways.
1: Right. If outside of a DC movie, which I want right. to see on the theater anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't pay that much to be able to watch it at home. And I know some people think this was cool so they don't have to go to the theater. Personally, I don't think that's, um doesn't sound as good as you think because if you think a few teenagers four rows in front of you are annoying, <laughs> just wait till <laughs> you sit down with a group of four or six people when a couple of them aren't interested in the movie exactly they spend half the time gossiping about work and the other half uh gossiping or asking what they missed on the movie when they were talking about it
0: right yeah so it's yeah you got to have the right people there and then you know most people don't they have a tv that's maybe i don't know most people have like a a flat screen tv now that is decently sized but it's still it's nowhere close to actually going to see it in a theater especially like sound wise i don't think people realize how good of a sound system as in the theaters and how not good the tiny little speakers on your TV are.
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's a much different experience. Even if you've got whatever, a 16 inch 4k TV at home, right? It's not the same as going to a movie theater.
0: Yep. So, I mean, obviously they need to try to find ways to make money um, because more and more people want to stay home and watch movies. So we'll see if this works. I, I, for one, am probably not going to be using it very often, if at all.
1: Right. And they said, you know, the article said that something is likely within 18 months, some kind of service like this will probably be available. Um, they've still obviously got some kinks to work out, just pricing and how to prevent piracy and all kinds of things like that, the yep. logistical stuff. So I've seen some people talk about how, um, use this to talk about DC more directly, like, oh, we're, we're going to be able to rent Wonder Woman and Justice League next year instead of being able to go to the movie theater.
0: Like, why would you do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, first off, why would you even want that? <laughs> but second off, I don't think this is something that's going to be available like that. The one thing that still works with movies is blockbusters. Right. And we just had that article we talked about last week um, from Kevin Tsujihara, the CEO of Warner Brothers, talking about how blockbusters, blockbusters are the one thing's that are still working so I don't think they're going to want to do anything to impact that right away
0: yeah and yeah because I think this is more for the the smaller films that people wouldn't go to theaters for anyways and I think this is the wrong way to do it I think like releasing on Netflix or just even releasing digitally like just releasing digitally and on DVD go straight to home video don't even try to put it in theaters for smaller films so
1: right or do them both simultaneously
0: right yeah
1: so Yeah, I think it's got some kinks to work out, but I don't think this is anything that's going to be impacting DC films anyway, anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. All right, our next piece of news is uh, more Army Hammer and Joe Manganiello love on Twitter. Um, This is kind of a non-story, but you can take a look at it. It's Joe Manganiello and Army Hammer in a kitchen burning the midnight oil with my man. Hashtag espresso. Tom, let's read into this as much as we can and figure out what's going on here.
1: Well, clearly they're just, you know, preparing a beautiful dinner and looking at the (laughs) recipe on the tablet there. Um, Yeah, this is nothing, but it was retweeted by Jeff Johns. So either, you know, either Army Hammer is in the Batman movie or he's the biggest troll (laughs) we know. (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's in the Batman movie.
1: You know, I will say with him working with Joe Manganiello so much, perhaps he's going to be working with him in the film if he if he is in the Batman.
0: Right. It would be weird if them spending so much time together if, you know, they
1: don't really s- share that much screen time. Right. So maybe more of a villain. Maybe, I don't know, it could be Red Hood. That Black Mask, cool. maybe he's the guy who, or Black Mask, maybe he's the guy that hires Deathstroke to take yeah. out Batman.
0: He could have a... a a creepy looking skull face yes
1: <laughs> or this could be absolutely nothing and we're just we've just wasted several podcast episodes talking about on the hammer for no reason
0: yep <laughs> we'll find out when batman pro- comes out maybe <laughs> probably not before then <laughs> that's when we'll know
1: and we, we won't know when it's out until it's in theaters exactly ben affleck won't say anything <laughs> joe Manganello will probably talk about it in, a re- in, in an interview yep he'll be Oh, the, the movie's out haven't you watched it yet <laughs>
0: The Netflix would be like, well, we're just, we're working on that script, trying to get it perfect. It's been in theaters for three <laughs> <It's> fine, weeks.
1: <laughs> fine-tuning things here. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, this is another thing that's kind of loosely connected, but I think it's important. Um, Greg Berlanti is going to be directing Little Shops of Horror, a remake for Warner Brothers. This is from Deadline. Mm-hmm. Little Shop of Horrors is, for those of you who don't know, uh, there's actually been a couple different versions of it, but it's a... Uh, musical horror comedy yeah which is one genre i think i've always said we needed more of (laughs) um but if you don't know who greg greg berlanti is he's the executive producer and co-creator on pretty much everything dc cw tv
0: yeah he's the reason you hear move your head greg at the end of every tv show
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's his most notable contribution yes (laughs) um but yeah he's on arrow flash supergirl legends of tomorrow and he's also helping to develop the Black Lightning mm-hmm. TV series. So I just thought this was interesting to know if he's going to be spending a year to two making this movie, directing it. He's probably going to have to step away for the most part in that time on this stuff.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's no way that he's doing everything for all of these shows right now already. So obviously he he has a good structure in place of people he trusts and He has the ability to, you know, send down commands down the wire and get it executed. So hopefully too much wouldn't change. Obviously, like you said, this is going to be taking up more of his time than he has right now, probably. So it'll be interesting to see. But I I still think I think he has a good process in place, probably.
1: Yeah. So my understanding is he's very crucial in the beginning stages of each show. Mm -hmm. But from then on, he sort of oversees everything. But he also does some writing on them. Um, He he's written the stories for a lot of different episodes, the important episodes. So I think he will be a loss. But uh, it's definitely not good news. But I think he's got you know he's got showrunners in place for all the shows and everything. So yeah, it's not like he's doing it alone. The other interesting thing is is he was producing the Booster Gold film. Yeah, and he said he might want to direct that. So if he's directing something else, I just think it's less likely that he directs Booster Gold anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I. I don't know if and when we'll ever see a Booster Gold movie. I mean, I was I was as psyched for that as anybody else, but it's just, where do they put it? And obviously, like, I don't not obviously, but like he doesn't want it to be part of the actual universe. And then like, so how do you release that, but still have it be a DC comic book movie? I don't know.
1: Well, I think... I think there's a lot of things you can do. I don't think Booster Gold will be a huge budget film. No, definitely not. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a summer blockbuster, so you can release it at a different time of the year on a lower budget. And you can have it connected to the universe without necessarily directly tying it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, this doesn't necessarily mean the Booster Gold movie isn't happening. I think it just means either Greg berlanti's not directing it or we're not going to be seeing it for a while. Yeah.
0: Um, our last piece of news, it's not really news. It's just something that's pretty fun and cool, especially for a big Star Wars fan such as myself. Um, Vero is, I had never heard of it before this came out, but it's a social media app, I guess. I downloaded it just to watch this clip. Um, but Zack Snyder released a kind of like mashup trailer between Batman versus Superman and Star Wars, um, basically in anticipation of Rogue One coming out, um, and it basically just like respends it as the Dark Side Knight versus Super Jedi Dawn of the Alliance. Uh,
1: yeah, so it's sort of <laughs> just the um, first that first Batman v Superman yeah. teaser trailer, but all of the audio is is from Star Wars. Yeah,
0: and they it actually like seems like they put a decent amount of work into it because there's there's quite a nice uh, few little touches like um, there's stormtroopers bowing to Superman oh, right. in that nightmare scene. There's a Tie Fighter that blows up a car instead of like a machine gun they have light we see some lightsabers. yeah there's lightsabers are fighting there's like death star in the background and stuff um it was i don't know it's just it's obviously one of these things that you'll never actually see like a full length movie like this but it's just you know these are the things that like geeks like us do we just think up these weird crazy combinations (laughs) of our favorite characters and so um it's nice seeing that zack snyder also does the same thing and has a bigger budget than I do and can do cool things like these. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's he's had some fun with the Star Wars. He's a big Star Wars fan and he's he had some fun dating back to way before Batman v Superman came out with uh JJ Abrams I and mean, they had some back and forth stuff. Um so yeah, this is just a cool clip and like Zach said it's available on Vero, which is a cool app Zach Snyder's actually been dropping a lot of stuff on there, uh pictures and stuff. So it's, mean, this video is also available pirated, but if you're going to watch it, just download the app for free and right it takes what, a minute? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.